わさびアニメすごいですね The views and opinions expressed during Convention Nerds are solely those of the personalities, hosts, and or guests appearing on the broadcast and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Green Mustard Entertainment Inc. or any other agency, organization, event, partnership, employer, or company. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fourth, that's right, four, number four, fourth episode of Convention Nerds. Lord knows that Ken didn't think we'd make it past two. Let's just be honest. No, I, no, no. Uh, for no those Eddie just, evolved though, so it's a little bit easier. True, true. Uh, so uh, for those of you just joining us or have never watched an episode before, uh, Convention Nerds is our weekly show from Wasabi Anime, where we uh, basically delve into the world of operating, running behind the scenes of pop culture conventions. Uh, each week, we find a convention and find somebody from their uh, key level of management or ownership and bring them on the show in order to drag them over the coals and make them relive the torturous hells and memories of running an actual convention. Um, so, my name is Tom Kroom.、Uh, I started an anime club in 2001 called Wasabi Anime.、Uh, in order to impress a girl, it worked out we're married. And since then, it has become a company that is now internationally known.、Uh, we do do events in Canada. We also do them here in the United States. And we've had appearances as far as Japan and all the way in Europe.、Uh, and on Thursdays, we sleep. Uh, so uh, I started going to anime conventions in the early 2000.、Uh, one of the first、uh, conventions I went to was in the year 2000, which I say that. And when I was growing up, that sounded like. The future year 2000. Now it's the before time 2000. And during 2000, I went to JCON, the Japanese Animation Convention in Orlando, Florida, at the University of Central Florida. And that's where I met this guy,、uh, Ken Joey Snackpants Navi. So I'll let him talk. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Because Tom went to that convention, sat through the Transformers panel, and sat there and corrected us over and over and over again.、Yes. So, of course, when we get corrected, what do we do? We don't slap them down. We rope them in and make them press them into、uh, service to the event. And then, of course, Tom started helping the JCon team probably around 2004, 2003. And, well, five,、uh, yeah, so five was the first day in a musical. So right around yeah, four. Yeah, four. And,、uh, you know, we did that from 2000 to 2009. 10 years. Yes, more fun than a human s allowed to have. Single afternoon. Got out when the going was good. So. And if you want to say it and feel really old, it is a convention that ran for 10 years over 10 years ago. Yes. Yes. So talk about running conventions forever. Uh, uh, John, why don't you introduce yourself and, and tell us about your convention? Well,、um, thanks for having me on, guys.、Um, I'm John Holscher. I am the co owner and co chair of MatsuriCon.、Uh, MatsuriCon is in Columbus, Ohio.、Uh, we've been around since 2006. And like you, Tom, I've been going to cons forever.、Uh, first con actually in 98. So I'm old. So I could totally relate. But、uh, your, your、yeah. first, first con was 98. Yes, my first, my, first anim, my first anime con was 98. I wasn't、okay. a kid in 98. What was, what, was your, what was your first con? First con was in 94 in Vancouver, British Columbia, a Star Trek、okay. convention. Mine was、uh, 89, and、mm-hmm. it was also a Star Trek convention. And then Ken has me beat. Ken, when was yours?、Uh, Orlando con, 84. There you go. <laughs> All right, All right. I, I feel a little better. <laughs> that's, why take, take, that's why we have to take Advil before this because you know, we're sitting in the same position for so long. You too? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Excellent. So, so Matsuri Khan, not to be confused、mm. with Holiday Matsuri or Anime Matsuri,、um, yes. <laughs> is because everybody t- jumped on that name because、right. it makes sense. It's a great name. And,、yes. and it sounds like you guys. Got the purest Now, they're name, not in the same、great. state, Tom. So, you know, they're、yeah. all over the place. Makes things、mm-hmm. a little bit easier.、Mm-hmm. That's fair.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, what year was the first MatsuriCon?、Uh, first MatsuriCon was actually in 2006. It was actually in April 2006. Okay. Now, when you started MatsuriCon,、um, were there any other conventions in Ohio at that point? Yes, there were,、um, because MatsuriCon has a story. Um, that will be for, for you and me later.、Um, but basically,、um, there、we'll、was. Tell,、oh. We want to hear as much of it as you can tell publicly. Let's, oh, let's, okay. So, these... the purpose, just so you know, the, the purpose of the conversation、uh, yeah. for this show is 
Ohio, for our, our, our viewers, <laughs> suffers from the same problem that uh, Ken and I have had to deal with in Florida uh, mm -hmm. and exists in Texas and in, exists in the state of California, those four states yeah. more than any other. Southern California which is, more so, yeah. 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 A hypersaturation of conventions right. and a finite amount of space. Everybody has a con. At one point in Florida, we literally had one practically every weekend. Yeah. And I understand that Ohio is in a similar circumstance. So 2006, you guys, or 2005, I'm assuming you guys were right. starting a con. Yeah, we start. We started a con. To rewind a little bit, to give you a little bit of backstory, I also mm -hmm. was one of the seven people that helped create OhioCon. So okay. I left OhioCon to create MatsuriCon. It was just basically a mutual mutual difference. Like, hey, I want to go on, do my own thing. Right. And no, MatsuriCon- no, When did, did OhioCon start? OhioCon started in 2001 in Cleveland. Okay. Because that's one thing. It's like we talk about the number of conventions in Ohio. Mm -hmm. But when I start thinking of conventions in Ohio, everyone I think of is in Columbus. Right. Either. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them are in Columbus because it's easy to get to Columbus, like everything. But it's, it's not the largest city in Ohio. I mean, I escaped the great state of Ohio about two years ago. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was trying to think all we did is we did Cincinnati. We did Columbus mm -hmm. and we went to Cleveland once. Yeah. I-71. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time at Columbus because I was living in Waverly at the time. So mm -hmm. just south of okay. Coffee. Right. So it was either that or Cincinnati, maybe. Right, um, right. But I, I know Columbus is very centrally located. It's mm -hmm. a great city to have stuff in. And it, it is the only city in Ohio that's growing. Mm -hmm. um, but is that uh, why Columbus versus, I mean, is that, that uh, uh, we did it in Orlando because we live there, you know, John and <laughs> Um, well, the, to give you, uh, to basically kind of parting the veil a little bit, like what we were doing here, um, when, just to give an example, OhioCon moved to Columbus because mm -hmm. at that time there was no event space big enough to handle OhioCon. It was getting so big okay. that we had to move to Columbus right away. And the same thing, and since MatsuriCon started Columbus, we were already living in Columbus. You know what? We're going to start here. We've had pitches to go to Cincinnati. We've had pitches to go to Cleveland. But when we actually look at the doc sheets, like, there's no way, there's no way they can handle Like, we wouldn't even think about it. But it's just like, they're, no, we're not going to go there. So... It's the just space well, is that limited in Cleveland? It, the the space well they have a new they have a new area, okay. but for the cost that you want to go, it's oh, okay. Not, okay, yeah, yeah it it's sense. not it's not worth it. Same thing with Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is also limited with time because I helped a show in Cincinnati and they had a lot of issues with uh, after six o'clock. So a lot of start places downtime, uh, a lot of places downtown started closing. Yeah, 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 you yeah, couldn't yeah. really do anything, so it's just it wasn't feasible. Yeah, well, well, we, we, went, we went to let me back up here real quick. I want to I want to gauge problem. some data here real quick. Sure, You're sure. Talking about there was a lack of space. What what is the current size of MatsuriCon and what was the size of OhioCon when they opted to move? Um, the current size of MatsuriCon is close to uh, eight thousand. So eight thousand okay. unique okay, bodies. Fair. So uh, at when OhioCon moved, it was at nearly four. Okay. When they Interesting. moved. When they moved to Columbus, and they didn't move to the con center the first year, they moved to the con center the second year they were in Columbus because at that point they outgrew the location they were at. It was they were already doubling; they were doubling their numbers. It was unheard of. Well, the kids love the anime in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a fun time. <laughs> so, so you guys just opted to you, you were in Ohio, you're in Columbus to begin with. Mm -hmm. You moved with the show, and then what was? When you opted to create MatsuriCon versus uh, continue with OhioCon, what was the the ideological or conceptual difference that that led you down that path? I think partly was just I think at the time it was just disagree. It's just a little bit of disagreement in the direction where we wanted the cons to go. Um, mm -hmm. At that point, you know, I was, I'm already in there for five years. We have other people and leadership that were in there, and rather than make it a, a fight or anything, let's like you know what. Um, there's enough space. Let's just go ahead and just do something a little different. We want it to be more of an inclusionary environment where families can come in, um, bring their kids. They can have they can actually grow up with our show um, mm -hmm. because a lot of times with Oha um, with Ohaga and it's nothing wrong with these kind of shows. It is catered towards college students. There's nothing wrong with them at all. I mean, I enjoy right. Ohaga. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so it's just it's just a different demographic we want to hit. Um, we wanted a different uh, also a different time of the year. At that point, it was spring. But 
uh, the first time in the spring, you had Teco just started up, you had other cons that were starting in the spring, and it just got too congested, so we moved to August, and it worked after several years of clawing and digging and scraping because, oh, man, they like, well, we'll put you on Labor Day. Okay, as long as you're not going to Dragon Con. Yeah, um, yeah, we were on Labor Day twice, I think. Yeah, the early on, yeah. and we didn't get any numbers, so it was it was bad. Well, it's we 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 had one of the shows we ran for a number of years. Um, we moved it. Uh, we moved JCon near its end of its run to Memorial right. Day weekend, mm -hmm. uh, and, and that was a self-serving thing because uh, you know ninety-five percent of JCon was operated by people with day jobs, and having Monday off of work made that easier. Uh, when when we shut down JCon, we took a, a breather year, and that's when uh, Wasabi Anime's company Green Mustard created Florida Anime Experience, and we just kept with the weekend. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was a great weekend for us, except that within about four years in, suddenly a lot of shows had grown to that weekend. You had Momo just north of us. Right. And, it was, and yep. then yeah. Mega decided to come and step in. And, and at that point, it's just like, you know, unless you're, you know, 10,000, 20,000 strong, you actually feel the impact on. on right. Uh, so we, we had to opt to move. So Labor Day. Yeah, I, I could see a couple of years of because uh, you have Dragon and then. Um, uh, what's the one out? There's a big one out west too. The same. Uh, I, know, I think isn't Pax out there? Yeah, uh, Pax Prime is out in west. So, um, but yeah, I mean, when when we talk about cons in Ohio, um, usually it's the big three. It's us, it's Ohio, and it's Colossal. And a lot mm -hmm. of times, a lot of the Ohio anime fans just actually love the three cons. It's always Ohio Con in the winter. You start the summer with Colossal, you end the summer with Matsuri Con, and a lot of the Ohio anime fans really enjoy that. So uh, so when we say, yeah, there's a lot of cons, there's a lot of small pop-up cons. A lot of cons right. that are actually in colleges, either in Columbus or outside of Columbus. There's one in Akron area. There's some in Dayton. There's some in Cincinnati. Um, I know there's a bigger, I think a bigger-ish one in Cincinnati that someone uh, I know runs. Uh, but a lot of them are kind of locally in uh, Columbus. And then you have other big shows in Columbus as well that are yeah, fan-oriented. So you have the the non non anime shows too, mm -hmm. like um, mm -hmm. uh, Wizard World. I think has a regular that happens in Columbus, and sometimes yes. mm -hmm. in Cincinnati or Cleveland. I, I know they. Uh, they all three, all three, all three. Okay, all three. But, I point. mean, uh, and you guys are a college town. That's not just the college. I mean, right. Columbus is not defined by oh, Ohio State. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how I hate. Oh, how I hate. Hey, I'm about to be a Buckeye, so, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things about Columbus is it's not defined by uh, Ohio State. I right, mean, it, right. It's very much, you know, you go to Tallahassee, it's defined by Florida State. There's nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to some of the other college towns like Gainesville or, you, you know, even you go to Athens, there's just nothing that's there but the college. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Columbus still being the state capital, but not the largest city in the state. Right. But still very, very large city with a very large and very vibrant campus on it as inside mm -hmm. of it as well. That's right. got to drive a lot of, of, of your uh, of your uh, attendees. I th yeah, it does drive a lot of our attendees. I mean, obviously, um, believe it or not, when we actually look at our data, a lot of oh. times we don't get a lot of people from Ohio State. A lot of times we just end up on move-in weekend oh, and it okay, and it yeah, makes okay, it rougher yeah. they're like yeah. saying you got to move out of uh, move, you know you got to move out of that weekend and we've tried so many times it's just always the weekend we always end up on um but yeah we still get a lot of people for we get a lot of uh high school students we get a lot of people who are like taking a break from college we get uh, a lot of people from indiana and uh pennsylvania and michigan those are like the three big states we get them we also get some from illinois and then some from new york and that sort of thing but those those three states we usually right, get yeah. but but yeah a lot of times it's just easy to, again it's just easy to get to columbus it's just, oh yeah there's so many so many places so many ways to get there i mean you guys gotta be within eight hours driving distance to most of the Eastern oh yeah seaboard yeah exactly I mean, you yeah. can get there in a day if, if you're gonna do the road trip versus having to buy plane tickets right well, right and i don't, mm -hmm. don't don't you guys have an art college in columbus yes. too? like a, yeah okay. we have columbus yeah columbus college of art and design it's also downtown it's like maybe six blocks away from the con center okay so so with 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 this this you know wide net of conventions i mean just looking at columbus alone yeah you know you you have you you have um Ohio Con, mm -hmm. uh, you have Origins Game Fair, you have mm -hmm. Wizard World. Mm -hmm. um, those are just Colossal. the four I know. Yeah, right. John well, Colossal's Colossal. north. 
Uh, right. Fossil's okay. in Sandusky. It's two hours okay. north. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sandusky. Yeah. That's that's right. the go to Cedar Cedar Point well, and then yeah. Go, yeah. go to a water park. Yeah. So what other in Columbus proper, are there any other? So those are the four major ones I can think of. Are there any I'm forgetting that should be considered, you know, medium uh, to large show? Medium. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any medium to large shows. I mean, there was TrotCon, but that's more of a small show. No offense to them. They're a small, enjoyable show. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, Con? don't know okay well, i don't well, know if, if you don't yeah. know the shows the, the, yeah so this leads into my next question though is yeah so you have three other shows that are in your city and i'm assuming mm -hmm. you guys are decently spaced right what is your relationship with or what would you say the relationship is within those four shows and, and before you answer just to give you some backstory in florida we had a number of shows and depending on the year you could have coordination or you could not. So, you know, we'd have a, a show in West Florida that, you know, hey, we're, we'll work with you for a couple of years, decided not to any further. And then suddenly there were, you know, legal issues with the owner. So nobody would, would cross promote with them anymore. Then mm -hmm. there was in Orlando when JCon started, a second show started at the same time. And they were more in competition. Uh, and then afterwards with another show, you'd have some of them crossover and, right. and, and kind of uh, cross promote and then Daytona, mm -hmm. like I said, we're all over the place. Mm -hmm. In Orlando, you have our our largest one is MegaCon, and th there wasn't a value for MegaCon to promote to the anime cons, but the anime cons to promote there, and you know right. try to help each other out. So right. within the Columbus ecosystem, you have those four shows. What's it like there? What would you say the the climate of communications like? I think. It's mixed. Um, like, I will say this, and again, it's not an offense to any of the cons. Wizworld, we have no relationship with them. We mm -hmm. have tried to establish a relationship with them, but I think it's just a matter of, I think, either uh, people circulating in and out of that situation. Because I remember getting an email two weeks after the show happened. <laughs> and that was... <laughs> So it, it happens. I've had that done with several shows. Um, I We, we yeah. own a convention in another market that has a wizard mm -hmm. world. And I can confirm that action has happened with us where they've reached out. Very excited to coordinate with us. Have us come in and bring some of our content to their show in order to you know cross promote. Mm -hmm. And we said, absolutely, we're in. Called and left a voicemail, sent an email, and then got the two weeks after email going, oh my God, we're so sorry we didn't get to you. So Mm -hmm. That seems to be a common trend, unfortunately. So. Right. Um, I think with uh, Origins, it's we actually have a pretty good working relationship. We come in, uh, come in and see you guys. Um, actually, set up a table there. We do some, yep. we do some events. So yep. it's, so, it's so pretty dis friendly. Disclaimer, corporate disclaimer. We we are <laughs> we are uh, <laughs> technically uh, Green Mustard Entertainment Wasabi Anime are technically contract contracted by Origins Game Fair every year. So it's how John and I have actually worked directly together right. since we took over. Wasabi anime doing anime programming for them. We've opened the door to allow the Columbus cons to come in and try to push them to, to do as much as possible. Because mm -hmm. again, our attitude is, uh, you know, especially in those markets, uh, you know, challenges aside of when uh, communication, um, you know, if, if the, uh, the tide rises, we all flow, if we can do this effectively. And as long as we're not in direct competition. Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. Tabletop and anime, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Origins is such a niche show. I mm -hmm. mean, mm -hmm. if you're not, if you're not, if you're not gaming, I, I don't know. I don't know yes, why you're there. We run some anime shows, but no one's going to Origins just for anime. No, they're no, <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. No, definitely not. But yeah, I think it's actually been beneficial for us to actually be at Origins because then it's like, oh, I haven't heard of this show. Oh, it's right here. You go, it's right here. No, exactly right here. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, so that right. actually helps. Um, Ohio Con, um, we've actually had a good established relationship with them. Um, they come to our show. We go to their show. So usually communication's always working, but always sometimes there's always a hiccup because we're communicating, they're communicating with us when we're in our busy season, we're communicating with them when they're in the busy season. So it just always happens to work right. that way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, so, yeah, but yes. And 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 again, you brought up a great point about anime shows coming to non-anime events, you know, prior to Origins, you know, we, we've worked with Gen Con for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And what we've learned is kind of what you described because we work with uh, local shows in those regions. Uh, there it's Anime Crossroads and have them set up every year. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is pure analog gaming shows tend to skew to an older demographic. Yeah. Right. But that means that demographic brings their kids. Right. And yes, the kids yes. are the ones that come find and go, oh, oh, you're anime. And then you get to go, there's an anime con in this town. There's an anime con in this town. And 
and you know, it's it's we we use the term a lot in our uh, in our business sector. It's cross pollination. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's mm-hmm. we found the fans of one. Yeah. Now let's let's uh, open the buffet to find the fans of the other in order to try to both grow. Right. So it's really great because right. again, in retrospect, you guys you have two kind of dominant anime events in one city that are taking off taking different parts of the year, but then you have a a decent size multi-genre and a decent size analog. I'm surprised actually coming to say this and thinking about it and even thinking about that region, there's no dedicated or larger scale dedicated video game event in Columbus, is there? There 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 was. Um, oh that, okay. There was, but it because um I, I think uh there was a there was a uh, thing called Raj the Garage that it took place in December and it's been going on for the last several years. But the owner of that decided to say, okay, you know He's having some life changes and he's pretty much done. So unfortunately, all that has ended. Um, then for a full disclaimer, that is the head of Tokyo Attack. So he ah, ran that okay. show. And yeah, so he's he pretty much has gotten out of the business. Yeah. So there is no more. There is no more Raj at the Garage. There's no video game event anymore. Now, yeah, I saw t- Tokyo Attack shut down. So. Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking about, you know, winter events. I mean, the one time that we had planned on going to OhioCon was we got everything together. We planned for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And there was three inches of snow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, plan an event after Labor Day and before uh, March twentieth. You know, how do you how do you look at doing that in a state in which it you know Tom doesn't have to worry about it? It snows, and you've got to deal with that white stuff that people have to drive through or get through or name. Now I will, <laughs> John. Before you feel too overwhelmed, understand the part that Ken is leaving out. Is that in Florida, that window of time that we're talking about affects us with, oh God, will there be a hurricane? Hurricane. Yes. <laughs> yes. And for 10 years, JCon oh. dodged that bullet beautifully. Well, we did in June. We were never in hurricane. I mean, we had yeah. a few weeks. We specifically made sure we were done before hurricane season really kicked in. Mm-hmm. And it only rained out of the 10 years of JCon. It rained only two of those years. Mm-hmm. So. And that was that year was a monsoon. Oh man, this will prob this will probably show like how young I was in the event planning process. Uh, we when we were when we were planning Ohakon, we didn't think about it. Oh, <laughs> we're like, well, if it snows, it snows. snows. That's the problem. That's the you solve the problem when it happens sort of situation. Exactly. Yeah. It's like oh, it snows. Well, you know, people can stay at my house. Whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's how everybody look. The storm's coming. Everybody get in. I, 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 the worst one I've experienced, I was in a bona fide blizzard in Calgary, uh, Alberta for Calgary Expo. And we were literally like, it it got like, I've been in bad rainstorms, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. tell you the last time I was in a blizzard growing up. Mm -hmm. But uh, power was flickering in our hotel. We had to, when I called the Uber to come pick us up, because normally we were walking to the hotel, it's that bad. Um, You know, coming from florida it wasn't something i was really equipped for i mean i had some warm clothes i'd packed but just not being adept to the okay how do i solve this problem of in and out and luckily for that city alberta it's you know right, way right. north is completely used to oh this is, this is you know normal for them so in ohio when you guys you know have weather issues like that uh you know floridians will come out in the rain because we're used to the rain versus you know uh the easiest analogy is uh, if you go to Walt Disney World in the middle of the rain, uh, people will still show up at Walt Disney World. If it rains at Disneyland in California, it's a ghost town because Californians can't handle that. So mm-hmm. in Ohio, what are your locals like when you have that sort of a weather, like the snow suddenly impacts or it happens? Do you see a, a bump, uh, you know, an impact in your numbers? Or is that just something that, you know, it's it's normal for you guys? Um, for, well, I can't, I can't speak for OhioCon now. Um, uh, the one year that it actually happened, um, there wasn't necessarily a bump. It was just more or less, oh, well, okay, we're staying an extra day. We didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't really notice anything. I know early on when I was there, we didn't really keep track of metrics too much. And that's just, again, we were young. We didn't, right. we were just, you know, getting our feet wet with this whole event thing. Oh, we're just going to make a con. We're going to just have a party for three days. It's not a serious business. <laughs> so what about, what about, did you have guests that year? Like getting we, the guests out? Um, yeah, we did have, we did have guests. Uh, we, I remember, I remember some of the guests had to stay. They were amazed at snow because a lot of them were from Texas. Ah, yeah. Like, snow! So yeah, yeah. So yeah. So that, that was, so I just, I remember that story. So they were amazed with snow. Uh, I remember that year they, we didn't have any, Japanese guests so I don't so yeah so can't recall that one 
now you talk when you said, Hey, you know, time of business. Now, John, is this your full time job or is this mm. part time job for you? Yeah, um, you got a day job like some of us do. Uh, I have a, I do have a day job. For a while there, I didn't have a day job. I was basically freelance. Uh, I mean, full disclosure, I, I basically am a QA analyst. Okay. Uh, so I, I do the computer things. Uh, so that's kind of what I did do on the side with Matsuricon. So, yeah, so that's kind of what I do. Now we're all quiet. I was like, yeah, we'll take the next one. Mm, it's all okay. awkward now. <laughs> yes. Ken always brings that up just to, to, you know, yes, this is my full-time job because yeah. I found a high. I wish. Oh, and, and, I and, wish. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't realize that's not our full-time job. That was like, yeah, uh, well, and, last... and, and, and I try to explain to people all the time about when they, when they go, uh, you know, they're surprised. They're like, this is your job. I'm like, it is, but you have to understand mm -hmm. that in the pop culture event circuit, I'm 1% of 1% when it I comes know. to the full operation. You know, um, a large number of shows are NPOs, or even if they are for profit, they're doing the, you know, in-kind, uh, you know, compensation package as a volunteer, you know, depending on state-to-state -state regulations. Right. Uh, but doing this as an actual career, um, you know, as Kent pointed out, this, you know, using Matsuri Khan as a good example, you're one show. If Green Mustard Entertainment Wasabi Anime had one convention, you know, we'd have to be a hundred thousand person show to justify, you know, sustaining uh, full-time more than one full-time position. Exactly. We operate exactly. because we're multiple contracts. You know, we do multiple shows. We, we have multiple uh, business uh, facets um, mm -hmm. in order to sustain the operation that way. Um, but yeah, no, it is, it, it is a rarity. Um, and I think Ken's at some point during one of these shows, you'll find somebody who goes, well, yes, uh, I, I, I unfortunately have to sit in an office all day and deal with weeds. Cause he knows <laughs> that that's what I have to do all day, yeah. every day. Monday through Friday, except for weekends when I, you know, deal with Floridian drivers, which is almost as bad. Yeah. And I think you understand this on some level, Tom, like, and I also volunteer for other shows as well. So, because mm -hmm. you know, I still, you, you have a passion for it and you love it. So you go out and, you know, with someone says, Hey, can you help me with this? Like, sure. I'll help you with this. And then all of a sudden you're like, why am I in this position at this con? <laughs> yeah. You're better okay. man than me, John. I, 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 I tried volunteering for other shows. I couldn't do it. I only volunteer I, for one other show. That's it. That is it. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, I, I think we get to a certain point of experience with doing stuff with the show. You have an expectation of yes. what is going to happen when you're involved with the show because you're used to your own experiences of the show. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to get back to the old thing at our age, it takes a lot for us to get involved with something. So, oh, I can say that now. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all how much sunk costs and what your time's worth, you know. You know, when you get married, you have kids, you have a, you know, a job, you deal with all that stuff versus, you know, when we started JCon in 2000, I was 20 something, mm -hmm. you know, and now, yeah, I just, I don't have that time to volunteer. You're not 20 something. Yeah, I'm not 20 something. <laughs> You're not 30 something. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my hair was a whole lot darker back then too, Tom. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a, look, look how great we look in the artwork from seven years ago in the, in the yeah. bottom corner. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> thin young and and drinking heavy and uh that was only that was less than a decade ago but um so so okay so ohio con mm -hmm. if you were gonna explain to somebody like why why ohio con what 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 do you think is the charm or the passion that should draw people to your show no no remember no 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 i'm not ohio con i can't speak for them you got the right you got your cons oh sorry missouri con yeah you're boring those two back and forth wow yeah well yeah well john was nice enough to talk about his time there and yeah you know it is the other show but that's a good defining question what draws people like give me the passion plea for missouri con and then after you give the passion plea you said you know you understand and do both what is it that they have that you don't and vice versa that separates you two to, to create the two options? I think for us, I think for Matsuricon, the biggest thing we like doing, we, we want to make it more of a, like, basically like a fan show. We want to bring out people that you want to see. We want to bring out guests you want to see. We want to do things that you want to do. Right. Uh, we want to have people involved and I think that's one of the passions and also the one other thing that's a big passion for me is 
uh, the charity that we do because what well, reason why I go to the other cons, I go collect signatures on rare one uh, rare items and we auction them off and we make it a big deal. And we tell people, hey, this is probably gonna be the only place you're gonna find this item. This is the only place you're gonna find the, you're gonna find a book that has a signature from the cast of One Piece and Nobu Uematsu and Shoji Kawamori in one place. Hmm. So, so, so I feel I always hype up our charity, and that's why I wear this. Well, what's, so what's the charity? Uh, the charity actually is uh, it's a cancer charity. It's called Pelotonia. They're okay. a bike, they're a bike ride that goes to the OS the OSU James Cancer Hospital. We actually partner with them. Um, this is that uh, this is the Arrow, um, and the it's a very personal thing for me because that's where I was operated at. So I will always donate to them. Mm -hmm. I will put whatever time I want I can towards them. So it is actually a very passionate thing for me to do. It's, it's very, po very popular in Ohio, Tom. I mean, mm -hmm. the my short time in the state, and I used to have spent a lot of time up mm -hmm. in the uh, in the Aetna, uh, industry village, industry area. You mm -hmm. a lot, lot of different groups uh, supporting that that charity. Um, now, and you choose the same charity every year, John. We you do, don't rotate? yeah. We do not rotate. We make it a point that we work with Pelotonia, and they have actually partnered more and more with us. They want to help us raise even more money, so we, we are happy to have this partnership with them. Okay, so it's it's to, to summarize, it's the passion. Uh, Matsurikan is targeting what they feel fans want and the passion for fandom itself. Right. And then the uniqueness of opportunities that you guys can create via your charity, uh, charity presentation and things like things like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I think the one thing I didn't mention is something I try to mention to everyone. It's kind of like, yeah, we're kind of getting bigger, but I feel that also you can actually come in and sit down and talk with people. We're a middle-sized show and you're not going to have the big con feel. You can always come and sit down, but I'm not going to be able to use that in another couple of years because we're going to hit 10,000. I can't <laughs> say that anymore because now we're going to be a big boy. <laughs> well, you know what? The definition you're giving though is a very good definition for the city itself. The first time I went to Columbus, um, years ago when, when we uh, were first exploring working with Origins Game Fair. They flew me out there and we did a tour and meetings and talked about it and the, uh, the CEO at the time uh, had a really great description which is like so what did you think of Columbus after you know a couple of days in the city? I was like it's, 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 it's a cute city. He goes yeah it's the biggest suburb you'll ever walk around and it's it's that you know yeah it's a big city and yeah you, you have the, the city elements but there it, it really is a more intimate feel Mm -hmm. of you know a community versus hey i'm in new york city or you know right. toronto or something like that right so it, it makes sense that a show like yours you know and even to ten thousand people i think you'll honestly retain that you know uh, origins is bigger than that and mm -hmm. walking around that show do you still have that same feeling of this is a lot of people but they're all you know constantly meshing and you're running into each other a lot mm -hmm. um so so if that's that then then again just you know to go back to Ohio, Ohio kind of again. So I'm coming to you for the passion. And, and you said, and again, I want to make sure I'm clear on this. You guys are targeting more of the family friendly right. theme yeah. park aspect yep. of the operation. So Ohio cons probably tapping into the college age 18 plus demographic mm -hmm. right they, they, yeah that would be kind of accurate i know they do have some family stuff but i know they're 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 targeting basically college they're basically targeting those late high school students college students want to get in there just have a fun time mm -hmm. a fun fun weekend get out of the cold party with us now if you had to compare party cons and we had to put um colossal con versus ohio con oh oh that's a uh, honest colossal is gonna win Period. Ken, Hands are you down. familiar with Colossal Con? No, or no, no. It's the first time I ever heard of Colossal Con. Oh, when I lived in Ohio, I didn't hear about Colossal Con. So it's uh, imagine going to a summer anime con in a water park, and all the cosplayers think it's bikini season. Interesting. That that's that's kind of Colossal Con, and yeah. I believe they're expanding. They're doing a second one in Texas next, if I remember. It's a it's a third one. Third they do one. Third one. Yeah, they do one in the Poconos. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yep. Yep. So, and it is, it is, it, it got its reputation and its growth. It, it's one of those, it is a, a kind of like a dragon con. It's, it's a party con. If you've it's, gone, it, it's, it definitely, definitely is a party con. It definitely yeah. is. And if that's and, what you're looking for, definitely it's a place to go. But then and again, and that goes back to, you know, the success of your show and kind mm -hmm. of your ecosystem, you know, bring, mm -hmm. bring it back to your state, which is right. You have, oh my God, party con. 
which is ColossalCon. Mm-hmm. You have, hey, here's my older demographic over at OhioCon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to go to some parties and, and skew that way. Yeah. And then you guys are, you know, family friendly. You're, you're attracting your, your dedicated fans and your families to come spend the weekend together. So right. it's, it's kind of nice because you're in a, a region where it's because, I, I mean, you know, just to, to be frank about Florida, that was our biggest problem. Uh, we used to make fun of uh, at one point there was a startup company that was doing ticketing and building cons and they're all going to be different, every single one. And they all have the exact same web web based platform. So it's like change the skin, but it's all the same setup and same thing. And uh, the ones that really got us were the. But what makes us different from your con is we're doing it for the fans. And it was always the, so nobody else is doing it for the fans. You were the first people to do this. And the people who started the other shows didn't. So, um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. It, yeah. Everybody was okay, doing sir. it for the fans. So that's, okay, that's sir. like, if you have to give trigger terms to us, it's, it's, um, for the fans. Uh, for, first annual, first for annual. The fa- we should make a list of these first annual event. For the fans, uh, you know things that are a pet peeve for the children, Tom. For the children, for the children. it's for always the children. for the children. It's for the kids. Always for the kids. <laughs> now, now, John, at the tail end of, yeah, you know, when I, after I'd reached age thirty, mm-hmm. oh, so many years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I started, and JCon starts switching from that. Hey, let's, you know, how much, how much can we drink? To, oh, look, we're now bringing families to the event. Mm-hmm. I used to always make a point of finding that poor dad that was stuck on the bench outside of main events and talk to them to try to see how they were doing to see if there was anything I could do to mm-hmm. make it more enjoyable for that poor parent that got dragged into the event by their child mm-hmm. because I knew that I wasn't making any money if the kid didn't go so I need to make the parent go as well right. you see yourself reaching out at that type that type of thing as you as you try as you start scaling your event have, have you done parent entry? passes anything like that yeah we usually well actually what we end up doing uh we actually do child passes so the oh, parents wow. want to we yeah so we usually if the parents go then the then the child can get in it's like under 12 the child gets in free and usually for us it's like saying hey you know you're coming there with your kid you know you can be there with your kid as they actually see things so, we did it the other way. We charged full price for the kid, mm-hmm. and we we discount the parent because the time, kid was yeah. getting more out of it than the parent was. We've noticed though that the parents get just as much as the kid out, and they just want oh. to bring their kid. But oh. usually, the kid is like under it's like under twelve. So yeah, at that point, under under sixteen, yeah, you'd have a parent pass for every three standard passes that you bought, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just basically that's how many would fit in a car, right? Uh, and you know, I just I'd see a line of them, see a line mm-hmm. of the parents in the lobby, or I'd mm-hmm. see them in the in the in the uh, lobby area in front of the convention space, because it's like okay, yeah. I'm here, and I also made it so the parents would come, so <laughs> we didn't become a babysitting service. Right. We also yeah, that that's kind of the thing too. But we also made the child pass different, so we knew okay, that's a child, and then we also have it something that I pair it with the parents, so we know okay, uh, parent the child, so. <laughs> well, and that's when we did the so you know if the two thousands were our first gen show learning curve, you know, with, with JCon and shows like that. Mm-hmm. We got to the the 2010s and, you know, mm-hmm. at that point we have like WasabiCon, Fandom PDX and Florida Anime. Uh, we kind of went with the simplistic approach of, you know, Ken's argument is right and your argument is right, which is, hey, the kids are getting more out of it. No, oh, the parents are getting more out of it. And we just went, cool. There's no kid pass. There's no adult pass. There's, there's one ticket price. Yeah. Buy your pass. Because, yeah. you know, the approach was if we're doing a well-balanced show, in our opinion, Mm-hmm. then we are catering right. to everyone on some level and we just created the simplistic buyer pass come to the show oh, well I, I i don't want to go well then don't go you know well i i gotta be there for my kid i'm like well that's you being a responsible adult you mm-hmm. know you can't not take them to the rated r movie without you there so <laughs> it's, of course it, it, now now pivoting here real quick so sure. We've talked about your show. We've talked mm-hmm. about the region. We've talked about all the shows in the region. Right. Co- COVID-19. Oh, right. How yeah. did that get you guys? And and how did you guys pivot from there? Well, it it actually got us a little bit off guard at first because we were thinking, okay, we're in the summer. We're just going to kind of watch it. We're going to see what happens because the initial reports out, okay, it's, you know, a lot of things are canceled in the spring. It'll open up in the summer. So, okay, we're just going to operate the way it's operate. Then we, the biggest indicator for us was when Otakon went down. Because Otakon was two ah, weeks yeah, before yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. Otakon, when 
disclaimer, I work for Otakon. So I knew when it was happening. So, so it was like, okay, this is what's going on. So it's kind of like, okay, this is something we have to take seriously. At that point, we had to talk with, um, funny, funny story. Um, Hyatt was ready to say, yeah, we're good. We're good. Connor's like, hey, you ready to have the con? <laughs> like, oh. like Oh, oh, so we, 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 um, actually, uh, Nicole, my co-chair, um, she actually deals with more of the contracts with the hotel and with the con center. Uh, she reached out with the city and the city, like within 24 hours, the city got to the con center. Con center yeah. We're just going to remove you from the contract. That's good. Yeah. So nice. it was, it, yeah, we, yeah, it was really nice. Uh, we were able to Jimmy space, Sleeman, everything just put it to 21. Um, and then we pivoted. Um, we had a team that actually did the online portion of our show. Uh, so I thought that actually went off pretty well for everything considered with the, with the now, technology things we had. Well, we so. just, we just did, we just did a straightforward Twitch stream for mm -hmm. one of our shows we canceled last weekend, mm -hmm. which was WasabiCon. So how did you guys do what, what elements or what services did you use to, present your events uh elements virtually well um actually uh our publications director actually had a really good idea since uh we were kind of lacking with some of our um online uh, online streams uh youtube and uh facebook and that sort of thing we decided to actually pre-tape a lot of our events okay mm -hmm. uh, so we actually were uploading a bunch of them on youtube so we would have content Okay. And we would trigger them at certain times so people can go watch them. Um, we also had some live events that we would put on Twitch. So gaming had some stuff live going on on one of the Twitch channels. We also okay. have charity actually do their lives. They had a live stream going on at the same time, and that was constantly going. So basically, we had three different avenues that you actually could do throughout the course of the weekend. Okay. Okay. So it was, it was um, uh, like San Diego Comic-Con did that, which was, hey, here's our pre-recorded panel. It'll go mm -hmm. live at this time. So you mm -hmm. did that. Then you mm -hmm. had gaming on Twitch, and then what? Mm -hmm. Where did you deliver the third piece? Uh, we also delivered on Twitch. We uh, our charity stream was also on Twitch. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah, yeah. We're, we, mm -hmm. we we've learned to embrace Twitch uh, mm -hmm. thanks to our, our partners over at Gen Con who kind of pushed us into it. They've actually been doing it for three years uh, at Gen Con in the uh, building that we're in, which is mm -hmm. a Weston. We take over the bottom floor. And the floor above us for the past couple of years is, hey, here's the whole streaming room. We're streaming from Twitch. And for the past three years prior to the pandemic, they were like, you should come upstairs and do something with that. And we're like, yeah, no, whatever. And then suddenly it was like, oh, now we're going to learn everything that you guys <laughs> learned in two years. So right. because it's it's a necessity. So Yeah. And I have to really give a shout out to my charity head, Jackie, for actually pulling everything together for the charity part of the stream. We raised over $1,000 uh, during the course of the weekend. So so they did a really good job. So I was really, really happy and really fortunate. And our publication director, Dusty, for actually bringing together people to actually make the online portion of the con happen. So they did a really good job. So what do you think now, it's going to happen for 2021? Ooh, well, we are going as if we're going. Um, okay. What are your okay. dates for 2021? Uh, dates for 2021 is the God. I have to actually bring up the calendar because I have I have another con in my head. So hold on a second here because I have that's okay. I, I've made that mistake once this stream too. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we are actually going to be the 20th to 22nd of August 2021. So, okay. Yeah. So we're in mid. You're we're in mid August. Summer. Yeah. We're yeah. We're around a summer. So like later summer. It's like we didn't want to be that late, but it just works. I I predict basically that I'll have one con in uh all, there's Otakon's the first weekend, and then the Peloton bike rides next weekend, and then I'll go to Matsuri Con. So I'll just be in I'll be in con hell. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> the the uh and that's late enough in the year. I think our our first uh our first commitment is March or April next year. So obviously, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's looking at that. Our wholly owned show, we own one. We're going to be Memorial Day next year, you know, and I'm already nervous about those. I'm, you know, I have no problem yeah. saying that publicly, you know, it's, it's yeah. uh, getting into the summer, yeah. I think is where we're going to see, because uh, July is where the big dogs are. So, right. you know, what is, is anime What's expo going to happen do, again? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. San Diego Comic-Con going to well, happen. I mean, and not just, I mean, talking pop culture, not just anime. I mean, right. what is, what is AX going to do? What's Gen mm -hmm. Con going to do? Mm -hmm. You know, what are, I mean, the, what's San Diego going to do? I mean, what are mm -hmm. the big boys going to do in the industry? Well, this weekend was supposed to be New York Comic Con. So yeah, there's another um, one. I mean, they've been shut down by the fire marshal for attendance before. So when you start looking at how are the big, big shows going to operate in, you know, and yeah. how long, how many years can you, 
can you push it off? You know, yeah. how many and, are going to survive? And to not, I mean, I, I promised people I wouldn't talk too much about Rokan, but I, I wanted to bring this up just because it's kind of a unique advantage I have since I work for both shows. Mm-hmm. I get to see how they operate and how they actually conduct themselves through this time. So I took right. some of the cues they did for their Otakon online implemented into our show. So I was very grateful to actually see some of the behind the scenes for that. And so right now we're going to kind of pay attention not only to them, but to AX, see how they behave, what they're right. going to do. And we also have some plans that we want to do also in case we're going to go live. What are we going to do with PPE stuff? How are we going to space out things? What's going to be the you know, certain health codes, what's, you know, so that's, that's stuff we have to pay attention to if we go live, because I don't think they're going to be as lenient. That's let my me, clue. Go ahead. Let me focus in on Ken's question then. He says, what do you think about 2021? Let me, let me take it to a little more minutia here. Do you think you'll be operating normally, or do you think it'll be a different operation when you do, do come to run the show in I, 2021? I think it's going to be a very different operation. I think mm-hmm. it's. I think it's going to. I think we're going to see a hit with, with uh, attendance because people are not going to come out. People are not going to want to go. We're going to have a lot. Uh, we're going to have a lot of regulation on. It, so I think it's just we're just going to be prepared to do a lot of different things on the fly. We're going to have to be very resourceful um, with what we have. Uh, it, not even with just guests, with just supplies that we have, uh, with staff, with uh, with hotels, with everything. So I think it, we're just gonna we're gonna really test our creativity. Now, is your governor up for re-election this cycle? Mm, no, no, he's okay. not. Okay, no. I, I mean, politics figures politics, into. Yes, it does. Yeah, yes. I mean, yes, it oh, does. Oh, our show. So you know, it since, helps when your mayor and your governor get along. Unlike some states. Yeah, like so Georgia. (laughs) Since since, since we're cracking that door open, you know, you talked about your challenges you had with uh, um, uh, whether or not to cancel or forego Mm -hmm. uh, MatsuriCon. We thought we were going to be fine because WasabiCon, one of the shows we own in Jacksonville, Florida, is -hmm. in October. Uh, You know, it was just this past weekend. It was when it was supposed to happen. And so when I had the initial conversation back in April, just proactively. It was a lot of, oh, it's okay. You know, it's let's talk about a plan, but we, nobody's going to act the plan. And as we got closer, it became frustrating because we were in a position to go, you know, let's just go ahead and call it now. And the, the, the challenge we ran into is the Republican National Convention had moved themselves to Jacksonville, Florida. And yeah. so any conversation we were having with the local city and our convention center were, hey, listen, we're, we're thinking about RNC's coming. Yeah, the RNC's coming. coming. If they can come, you can do it. And, 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 and it was complicated more by the fact that I went out and saw firsthand and covered it. We actually had a pop culture show that had uh, delayed from Mm. their spring dates to the summer. Yep. um, Go forward. And they're usually a couple thousand person show and they were in the hundreds, but Mm -hmm. they had tried their, their hand at, Hey, social distancing show. And so it was, Hey, you had a show this summer Mm -hmm. with a few hundred people. And they said, and the RNC, and we literally kind of were, were sitting there waiting. And the day the RNC canceled, I think it was on a Friday, that Monday, uh, everything was already in motion. And, yeah. and, and that's what, you know, Ken has a good point. The local politics, and, and right. that's why, you know, that was part of the drive of when we started discussing creating this podcast, is every show has its own unique ecosystem of circumstances Mm -hmm. and you know georgia has problems that florida doesn't have and california has different ones and right you know we're talking to you in ohio does right and the long-term goal you brought up another thing that you know you said you weren't going to talk much about but you know i think it's a credit to you and it's a credit to people who do this which is hey i work with a couple of shows and you'd be stupid not to take advantage of the shared knowledge and data you get in that circumstance. Like, hey, Oticon is looking at ABC. Oticon mm-hmm. knows how to do. They do do a great show. What should we look to? You know, you know, beg, borrow, and steal. You know, the the bad paraphrase Steve Jobs, uh, Pablo Picasso. Mm-hmm. Good artists create. Uh, great mm-hmm. artists steal. Um, you know, we, we've done the same thing all year. You know, we work with Informa Pop Culture, which is all of the Fan Expo shows. You know, with the Megacon shows and Gen Con and Origins Game Fair and our own shows. And then even the ones we don't work with that we have close partnerships with. It's an ongoing conversation of, you know, what the hell are we gonna do? Um, right. But it sounds like, I mean, credit to you and your team and, and even to, you know, the shows in your city of the, hey, we all know it's changing. How are we handling it? And then, mm-hmm. you know, making sure you're staying and, you know, and it kind of brings me back to a question, which is, 
do you think there was a benefit of doing a virtual component for your show when it didn't happen? I think there was for this year because people were starving to go to the anime show. They wanted to go to anime. They wanted to interact with people in that, in that space. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a good holdover. I personally believe that it may not last like maybe another year or two virtual shows. I think you need to have the real show. I don't think yeah. it's going to replace it. So we may have another year of them, but people are going to get real antsy. And people are going to be like, eh, we, we don't know if we can do virtual shows. Because well, we're, I, I, yeah. I've, I've said the Japan Times, I've said in other interviews, and, and I've been very public in my stance. I, I'm a firm believer that there is no such thing as a virtual convention. You know, mm -hmm. until we get to Ernie Klein's Oasis, that we're all wearing suits with full 3D immersion, uh, what we're actually presenting are virtual presentations of elements of our convention. So Correct. we've kind of treated Correct. it as it's Correct. it's a it's 50% advertising and 50% community engagement. And you know, it's mm -hmm. it's it's you know, some people have been trying to solve the monetization piece of it. Can there be money made? Yeah, is it the right. same money as making uh, you do to run a convention? Oh hell no. No. But we have to stay connected with our fans and you know, just like you said, in order to keep this going. So, yeah. you know, it, if you have to do you do you foresee or do you fear a uh, you know degradation of brand if you're forced to do a virtual element two years in a row? I I fear there will be some kind of, of detriment or de or as you would say a degradation of the brand because I I think people I think people are not going to know you know what is going on you know they're they right. like oh I want to I I think people crave that in person that in-person contact because Absolutely. going going back to what i believe with shows like going when i went to a show i was kind of the outcast and this is now this is the society of outcasts that you have basically you know, made your family with in a way i mean mm -hmm. content like that anymore they're still kind of like that right and people want that environment the the virtual i feel like a virtual con is just kind of the holdover for mm -hmm. that to come back people are waiting for for them to come back but if it's going to be like this all the time oh I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, now I've effectively turned our entire interview into a downer. Good job, Tom. Um. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. It's like you know, the virtual thing has killed certain types of gatherings. I mean, yes, the yeah. class reunion is now dead because of Facebook. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen anybody really clamor for any type of reunion since 2008. Because um, we all know what our classmates oh, yeah. have been up to what now. Was, yeah. yeah, what was the thing you know? What was everybody doing? Oh, well, there it is. It's on the damn wall. You can figure it out. Yeah. The, the anime con, the pop culture convention still needs that piece, that right. interaction, the, the talking to the guests. Yes, yes, seeing the talking heads in a virtual event, that's, that's nice and all. But, you know, there is a piece of waiting in line for four hours <laughs> to get in to see Shatner and Nimoy speak in a room with 6,000 other people, there's something, there's still something to that. There's still it's that. Like, that whole John experience. used the word, John, John hit the, the word, which nails it, I think. And it's inclusion. And that's right. what pop culture events have been about is historically, if you're going to a pop culture con, you're, you're not the mainstream person. You're not the, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ghost sports or I'm not, you know, yeah. whatever is considered the, the, you know, standardization <laughs> of something, you know, niche market conventions, anime cons, you know, book cons, comic cons, stuff like that, started from the, the, the concept of, hey, I can go somewhere. You know, 1989, right. when I went to my first Star Trek convention, it was m maybe a thousand people and George Takei. And it was right. because in high school, you know, when I was in high school, you knew who liked Star Trek because you were that specific group of nerds. But then you suddenly stepped outside of your own circle which is what most people live in, you know, right. it's, it's, here's my D and D group or here's my whatever group you went to a con and it is, it's, it's John's word. It's inclusion of now suddenly I'm part of something bigger and it, mm -hmm. and it has to be a, you know, we have online gaming, we have online chat, you know, we grew up through the age of AOL instant messenger to connect in chat rooms and things like that. And now it's video chat with technology, but there is an element I think that's, that's being lost that, is going to go back. So, you know, here's my optimistic piece to this whole, whole discussion is I think we're crimping the hose. And I've said that a lot of times too, which is uh, once we solve what we need to solve, be it how to run the physical event safely 
or it becomes safe to run a physical event. I think that the fans uh, who miss those memories and have gotten used to having those moments of inclusion every single year are just sitting there waiting in, in, in right. state. I think so. And I, I think, think we're going to so. uncrimp that hose. Yeah. And, you know, John it's... was worried about, hey, we're an 8,000 person intimate show. You know, I want to be the optimist to say, hey, that's when, when we get the world of comfort back, mm-hmm. the shows that have, you know, weathered this storm right. are, are going to have <laughs> such an amazing, because at that point, going back to Ken's other analogy of, you know, we don't go to high school reunions anymore because we have Facebook. We know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't go to cons right more right now because we want to. And I think right. the moment that we That's, can again, mm-hmm. it's going to be that it's going to be oh, a, a reunion party, you know? Oh, it's going to be a huge party. One of the things I've noticed with this whole COVID piece is that how much of our mindset just as an entire American society has been built around the mega event, be mm-hmm. it football, mm-hmm. be it sports, mm-hmm. be it concerts, conventions, mm-hmm. concerts, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, how much, how well is OSU doing without having, you know, games every, I mean, Columbus is going to be hurting not having a game on Saturday in the fall. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that were driven by, I mean, there's yep. restaurants not doing real well. Parking, because yeah. of, right. You know, right. 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 Games that it's only students and family. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's coming into town. Yep. Um, and a lot of these, these towns dealt with these huge mega events and those mega events don't exist any longer. And right. once they, when, Tom's right. Once they encrypt the host, it should be interesting exactly how crazy it's going to be. For, I mean, are we going to see an AX sellout? Are we going to yeah. see, are we going to see, you know, I, I mean, I remember oh. we were at AX, you know, how, what, that's almost 10 years ago, Tom. And, you know, that was 13, that was yeah. quarter million, quarter million people. And I was done. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, and, and, and here, here's, here's the other notes that I, I, and here's, here's my prediction I'm going to throw out there. We are going to see sellouts but it's going to be a, a, a com- combination of reasons for the sellouts, which is mm-hmm. uncrimping the hose. And then Ken and I've already talked about this for years. You know, what we've wanted now we're getting it in the worst possible way is I want to have an ideal, here's my sellout number, build my budget knowing I'm going to hit that sellout number. Right. And I think we're going to have to shrink back our expectation of how many people can we shove into there? Right. It's mm-hmm. how many people can we safely operate within? And once we have that number, especially if you were above that number to begin right. with, it's just shifting numbers to match right. everything, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. And it's, again, yeah, if you're an 8,000 person show in Columbus, right. you know, it's, it's, you know, go, go to 5,000, be the intimate show, mm-hmm. but then adjust all your numbers to accommodate it. Oh, exactly. You're going to have such passionate fans. that are going to come back to your show. Just oh, based, exactly. I, I've never been, you know, we've talked about at some point I'll, I'll yeah. come up there to see it, but mm-hmm. the, the way I, you know, I've known you for years, whenever you talk about the show with, with the passion that you do. And then I talk to people to go, I love seeing people who are passionate about the brand of their show, which means mm-hmm. that their show is passionate for their attendees, if that makes sense. Right. So, right. But we did get yelled at in our ear. Nobody else can hear that we're down to our last couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. So John wrap us up with, an amazing shameless plug for uh, MatsuriCon 2021 dates, info, and when everybody should come see you next year. Oh, man, you should actually see us. MatsuriCon.org is our email address. Check us out on Twitter. <laughs> yep, right there. And it, we're actually doing some uh, some uh, well, housekeeping. So we're gonna okay. it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice and new when we actually get done. Uh, Twitter is at MattSuriCon. You can find us on Facebook at MattSuriCon. Instagram at MattSuriCon. You sensing a theme here? <laughs> ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Um, I'm waiting, I'm waiting oh. to watch your dance videos on TikTok. Next <laughs> sale. Next sale. On the, uh, merch sale. Uh, <laughs> August 20th to 22nd uh, of 2021. We're moving the theme, which was the was basically a sports theme. We're just moving it to 2021. So, so it's still going to be a sports yeah. theme. Yeah. So we're, we're going to make do with that as best we can. Okay. Excellent. Well, John, uh, just thank you for coming on the show. Uh, oh, again, you. this is our, our fourth episode and, you know, to, to make things more comfortable for us, it's been easier for me to call my friends that I already know for a couple of these. And <laughs> yeah, just do, yeah. mm-hmm. Hey, can, can you show up so we can have a convo as we, right. It makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> But it's 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 still you know uh, I'm very lucky to ballers. know a lot of great people like you who work in this industry, uh, and and hopefully we'll all get to continue to do this uh, and continue this conversation. So, oh, definitely, uh, Ken, definitely. any closing thoughts? No, no, it's, uh, it sounds like you're running a great show, John. Uh, Thank you. Wish I would have gone when we were in Ohio. Uh, maybe I'll be able to get up there with Tom. 
mm-hmm. and take a look see yeah definitely definitely i hope you guys can come out some year when we're, when we're not at the end of the world trademark yeah. <laughs> when, when we're allowed to get back onto planes right and trains yeah. and automobiles and then exactly. uh, mm-hmm. uh, every time i come to columbus i always go to germantown and uh, what's the uh, name of that buffet we always go to? We go to Schmitz. 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 Oh, yes, Schmitz. For, oh, the, Schmitz. for the Autobahn. And yes. the cream buff. <laughs> and, and I just gained five pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, in every single time I, I've gone, uh, I think it's Between been five Schmitz years of origins. and the melt, we, we, we end up gaining about yes. 30 pounds just looking at what's going on. Oh. So. Do you go to Thurman's? Do you go to Thurman's? We went yep, once. I've been to... I went to mm-hmm. Thurman. Well, it's we hit every place that's appeared on Man versus Food. Yeah, so okay, very good, 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 good. We're good. those guys. <laughs> yeah, good, good. People are like, well, how do you gain the weight doing conventions? You're always running around, Tom. I'm like, yeah, but if you do eight cities a year, man, that's a lot of food. Because if I'm not, yeah. I, I'm doing it wrong if I'm not going somewhere. And and Columbus is a great place to eat. But mm. uh, what's again? Hot dog place we had last time. Oh. Dirty, dirty Franks. Yes, yep. Dirty Franks. Yep, we yes. went to Dirty Franks. Yeah, <laughs> we can name like what was this food and, and yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah, we did something. So what was the well, new John's pizza? Great joint? having you on. Thank what you, was, thank you. Guys. Wait, what was the pizza? What was the brand new pizza joint that had just opened right across uh, from the convention center? Uh, late uh, night slice. Yeah, late, late night slice. Late, yes, yeah, we went there too. Late, 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 late. <laughs> yep. Awesome, John. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, you coming on, everybody for, who who joined us for this show. Thanks and is watching afterwards. Um, but uh, it's great to have this conversation and keep this conversation going. Please yeah. check out MatsuriCon.org online and uh, everybody pose and say goodbye. So Danielle can go to credits and see ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of Convention Nerds. The Convention Nerds logo was designed by artist Caitlin Jane. Convention Nerds is a presentation of Wasabi Anime. This recording is copyright 2020 Green Mustard Entertainment Inc. To learn more about the show, visit greenmustard.com forward slash convention nerds.